all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Hello and welcome back into another off-season edition here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata, and we have a fun episode in store. We have a good amount of Saints news as the Saints did re-sign running back Dwayne Washington and more meetings are starting to pile in as we're only a week away from the draft. I'm recording this on a Thursday, so a week away from the draft is kind of crazy. We're going to have a mock draft go up over the weekend. And really, it's just, to, to me, this draft I think is important for the Saints, especially as you're looking for that last piece to this team and you're trying to craft that Super Bowl roster and a big rookie, if you get a if you get a game-changing rookie here with this 24th pick or any, any pick in the draft, it, it, it's huge. I mean, it could win the Saints the Super Bowl here, and, and this is big for the future, and this year, and the Saints have been so good at drafting of late. Um, that's just, to me, really big, and we got some more um, meetings with prospects and stuff like that, so we'll definitely go over that. But I do want to start out with the Saints re-signing running back Dwayne Washington, one-year minimum. Uh, brings a special teamer back to the Saints. Again, he's great depth of the running back position. Love how he's just a hard runner, and he really does wear down def- defense, especially when he comes in, like when the Saints are up by like 30, and then he comes in and he gets a nice long run. He has done that a few times in his Saints career. Like Even though the, the box are obviously very stacked, because obviously the Saints are just trying to run the ball out, or run the clock out with running the ball, and he's just able to get those big runs. To me, that's just, I mean, it, it is really interesting to see um, that he's been able to do that, and I think that just shows how tough a runner he is. He's also a great special teamer and really showed out in 2019 in that way. He blocked a punt against the Colts where the Saints scored on like the next play. I mean, overall, his stats obviously are not going to be huge. He has played 29 games in special teams for the Saints, and that's someone that he's he's been there for the Saints, and I think that's really big. I mean, he does have, I mean, over uh, 200 yards rushing, 214 yards rushing as well, which is really big to me. He's a favorite to win that running back three role. And again, he's a solid roster spot, solid special teamer. And that's what the Saints have really grown um, a lot of their depth around is the special teams. Like, you're looking at those second teamers, third teamers, your guys like JT Gray, your guys like Justin Hardy. You obviously have now Dwayne Washington back. Now there are a lot of others as well. And they're coming in here like a Caden Ellis. They're all really good at special teams as well as being good depth uh, to their respective positions. I think that's huge. And I do think that's really important. And it's just great that the Saints are bringing back these guys keeping the culture together. We all want to see this. And then you're hoping that, I mean, you're bringing back all these depth guys. You're hoping you're not going to have to use these use these guys, but at least you have, you're really confident. Same guys, they know the system. It's just another good signing for the Saints. And again, it's not it's not the, first, the last signing I want to see from them. I want to see them get a Nigel Bradham. I've been saying it, and I will continue to say it until it happens or they draft someone. So it's going to be interesting, but this was a good, good pickup. And if I'm the Saints, I would love to see them just pick up Bradham. I think that's something really big. We all know I want Nigel Bradham at this point. And I do think the Saints could use him. I, I do. And, and I think that he's a player that you can come in here and then he really opens up. Because right now, let's say Patrick Queen's on the board and Jordan Love's on the board. I'm picking Patrick Queen. And it doesn't matter how good Jordan Love is because I, I got to fill up this spot right now on this Super Bowl team. Now, if you fill Bradham in that role, then you can go pick your future quarterback. But without having really to me, a good, solid linebacker group right now, and I don't think they do, I think it's just unfinished, then I don't think you could come in here and not draft one. 
That's my opinion. And again, I mean, if Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen's on the board, I, I, I would think the Saints are going to have to take him just to fill out this roster. And that means this roster is complete. I don't really see how you get it better at this point. I mean, here and there, I mean, I bet they'll be filling in positions, but it's just that one linebacker. It's all they really need to be great. And I, and I do think they can do that. And again, I, I, I do think that they're going to end up not getting Bradham. And this is kind of maybe new because I haven't been saying this, but I think they're not going to get Bradham and they're going to go out and pick one. And yeah, it may hurt when Jordan Love's still on the board and you can't pick him or another quarterback's on the board and you can't pick him. But I mean, this is the known. I mean, you have Drew Brees now. You don't want to wait for the unknown quarterback. I mean, maybe Jordan Love's great. Maybe he's not. But again, I just don't see the Saints picking Love. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I've been wrong before, but to me, I just don't see the Saints. I mean, the way that they've been playing this win now mode, I think they'll continue that in the draft and pick their quarterback. And I, 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 um, linebacker, excuse me, pick their linebacker and pass on the quarterback love. And it, it's something interesting. I mean, because if you had Bradham, you probably wouldn't have to deal with it. So that to me is really, really interesting there. So now kind of shifting over to the draft and a really nice transition, the Saints did we- meet with a lot more prospects. And then I, I just want to basically just highlight a few. So first is uh, TCU cornerback Jeff Gladney. First round prospect, which is kind of interesting. Maybe the Saints don't go linebacker, don't go quarterback. They go corner. They, they go corner here. I mean, that that would just be crazy. I mean, he's he's a good cornerback, solid cornerback. I think he'd come in here for the Saints and do a really really good job. Press cover guy. He's in, in a Big Twelve that was pass happy, and you we all know how good the offense is. What were there? I mean, the the quarterback completion percentage against him was less than fifty percent. That's what you want to see. He's got great ball skills, really good coverage traits in both man and zone he's a ball hawker as well and that's all stuff that you want to see and I mean you're looking at the NFL.com their prospect grades on him I mean they think he'll be a starter within the first two years and he's gonna and he would just be really nice depth for that group I think for sure I mean you're just looking at what he was able to do I mean all big 12 player I mean he's a player that comes in here and just is a really solid player I mean he's got great instincts and good urgency and coverage. This is really good, good hand usage, and he's good at um, kind of rerouting the receiver. He's big, and he's he's a player, not big, I mean, that's not the right word, but he's just a physical, and he, and he gets into your face. He's a press corner, which really helps. Now, people think he may have to get bigger to be a full outside corner, but they, they think he may have to beef up a little bit, but right now they said he would be a great slot corner, and then they said if he beefs up a little bit in the offseason, he could really become a nice press corner. I mean, look, the Saints, he wouldn't, this would be his year to kind of learn if an injury happens, he could be thrown in there. Um, but he is a lot of great, great attributes, really good playmaker. I mean, he's good at tackling. Um, he could be a blitzer as well. Again, the, the only thing is that he's, they think he could be a little undersized again. And some people say in big body receivers have been able to um, kind of contribute off of that. And, um, and that helps them win, win uh, some one-on-one opportunities and stuff like that. So that could definitely be something that kind of hurts him. But again, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And again, if, if he's on the board at 24 and Queen's not on the board, Murray's not on the board, Love's not on the board, then maybe you see the Saints go out and get him. But to me, he's a, he, he's a player that can come up in here and do a good job. Another player that I wanted to um, highlight here that the Saints met with was uh, Like Fotu from Utah. And he's a player, he he reminds me of just a bigger version of David Onyemata. I mean, he's from Utah, Pac-12 player. I mean, 6'5", 337, big guy, really big, but he's athletic. I mean, he ran like a 5'1 in the combine for someone 330, <laughs> over 330 pounds, 
doing that is, I mean, outstanding. He does have the physical attributes to be a kind of pass, uh, a pass rusher, pass rushing one tech, which is not found that much. I mean, f to be a, I mean, a penetrator at that one tech position is very, very good. Uh, he's kind of in the mid rounds to really day two, day three type player. He has great explosiveness for a player his size, and he's good at winning quickly off the snap. And he's got good hand uses, and he can rush the quarterback, which is nice, and that could help the Saints in depth a ton. And to me, I think he's a, he's definitely a one tech, but I mean, you may want to see him be able to maybe shift over to a three tech. It's just his motor is really high, and he's a good pass rusher. He's kind of got the moves. It wouldn't be surprising if I, if I see him move up here. They think he's going to be a rotational player in year one. He think he'll be a starter role as his career goes on. I mean, he's going to... I mean, it looks like he can kind of play both positions as he gets into the NFL. And I think he could be a player just with that versatility. I mean, he's kind of that really big run stuffer, but also could pass rush as well. Now, he is very raw. He started playing rugby, didn't start playing in the in football until he was much older. So he is raw, but he can come in here and play one tech first year, which it's not like the Saints need a one tech, but again, he could be a player that is, helps with the depth in year one. He just keeps growing, keeps growing, keeps growing, and grows into a starting role, kind of like David Onyemata did. And I thought that was really, really intriguing. And then the last guy was Courtney Davis that the Saints looked at, who we looked at as well back in when we did our mock draft. I actually picked him, I believe, in the fourth round, and people think he's going to be a big sleeper, sleeper here. And again, I like Courtney Davis just because he could play that kind of that slot role that the Saints haven't seen in a while. Now, the Saints have added to the slot with Emmanuel Sanders, but they don't have that. And Emmanuel Sanders is not that like Lance Moore type guy or that really sneaky type guy. Courtney Davis is that type of guy. And it's not like Emmanuel Sanders isn't a good slot receiver, and he is, and he could do the stuff that Courtney Davis does, but you would love to see Emmanuel Sanders opposite Michael Thomas on the outside and play Courtney Davis in the slot. That would be really nice to see. And D Davis is a meticulous route runner, and he's just shifty, and he kind of just reminds me a lot of like a player the Saints have been kind of lacking over the last few years. I mean, he's a good slot receiver. He's a little above average for a slot receiver, which is nice. He's got uh, good footwork on the inside, and, and, that, and that's going to help him. And it's gonna, it's kind of just like very meticulous. It's just very, I'm a guy that is gonna win in those types of routes, especially one on one against a slot receiver. I mean, he, he was a guy that was, I mean, is very, very good at maintaining catch through collisions, like on the middle of the field type catches. Kind of just, he just reminds me of a, just a, a solid slot receiver. And he, I think he's just gonna come into the league with some day one um, help. And again, he's he he doesn't have a lot of like long term. I think like he's not gonna be like a number one receiver ever, but. Guys find find spots for being slot receivers their whole career, and I think he could be a player that does that. And I do think that he can come in here and do a good job. Now, people, I do think people kind of underrate him. I, I don't think they think he's going to be as good, but I, but I think he could be a, a slot target for the Saints, help as a third, fourth receiver this year, and probably more of a fourth receiver this year. And then in future years, once, I mean, it's probably going to be a battle between him and Traquan Smith, and whoever can play the slot better is going to be there, but at least put another guy in there. And I, I do think he can have some day one success for the Saints and be a really good slot corner, uh, slot uh, wide receiver, excuse me, for the Saints there. And I do think that he's an intriguing player for the Saints, especially in that fourth round type, fifth round type uh, spot. So I definitely that's that's something that the Saints should definitely look at. So now we are going to get into a really cool topic and a really cool ranking. We're going to rank all 14 teams that Sean Payton Drew Brees have had in this kind of era here. And we're going to start that ranking from the bottom to the top. We're going to do the first, the bottom three teams today, and then work our way in threes until we get 
to the top team. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we are going to get into our top 14 teams. All the 14 teams are going to rank them. The ranking of the Drew Brees Champagne era. And this is going to be really fun. And I and I really wanted to get into this because 14 years of Saints have a lot of success. Some years have not a lot of success. And we're just going to get into it. And we're going to start off. I think we should just get right into it. Starting off with the worst team in this era here. And to me, that's the 2012 team. Now, the 2012 team didn't have Sean Payton at the helm. It was definitely with a really bad defense. It was definitely just Drew Brees. And basically, it got a lot of incompetence around him, especially on the defensive side. Now, on the offense, they had they had weapons around him. Don't get me wrong. But I think Brees also made a lot of those weapons. But, I mean, you saw Jimmy Graham have a big year with 85 catches, 982 yards, 9 touchdowns. You saw Marcus Colston have a big year. With 83 catches, over 1,100 yards, and 10 touchdowns. We get that double-digit touchdowns. Surprised he didn't make the Pro Bowl this year. I gotta say that. And then also, Lance Moore had one of his career years in this year, if not his full career year, with 65 catches, over 1,000 yards, and 6 touchdowns. So he, those three guys had really big years and really bright years for the Saints. For the defensive guys, because I'm kind of, I'm just kind of just going to outline the top, the good, good of the Saints, and then go to the bad and kind of just an overall outlook of the team. And you're looking at defensive guys that stood out. Cameron Jordan came into his own this year with eight sacks. So he made a big jump from that year one to year two. Four, three forced fumbles, excuse me. Two fumble recoveries. 67 tackles. Really good year for that second year player. And we all know how his projection came up. And we were kind of hoping that Marcus Davenport would do that same proje- projection. I think he's kind of on a similar path. And I think he could take the next step this year. And I think that's really what he has to do and have a full healthy season. But Jordan really took that next step. And he really showed that he was going to be a captain of this defense. And with a lot, not a lot of bright spots, he was one of them. And another guy is Malcolm Jenkins. And Jenkins, who had a pick this season, he had six pass defenses, 94 tackles. That's obviously going to be the main, main thing for me. Only played 13 games. He was just a guy that kind of one of the only steady hands in this whole defense. But the defense was awful. I mean, there's no way to put it. I mean just wasn't good. I mean, he, you want to put how bad this this secondary was. It was just really bad. It got hurt badly um, just on, on those deep routes. I mean, looking at their I mean, starting corners, you're just, I mean, Jabari Greer kind of has a down year, which, again, is not, is not what you really wanted. I mean, then you have Corey White in there. We all know how bad Corey White is. And that was just, I mean, it's just a really poor year. The Saints were just getting beat. I mean, you're looking at these games. First game, they give up 40. Second game, they give up 35. Uh, third game, they give up uh, 27. Fourth game, they give up 28. Then fifth game, they give up 24, and they finally win a game. So the Saints started 0-4. They were very, very close, especially uh, weeks 2 through 4, and they could have easily probably won all those games. But again, I mean, they had an overtime loss to the Chiefs. You had a, um, a t- really late loss to Green Bay. Just kind of the, the ball didn't roll their way. They do get the win for the Chargers where Drew Brees broke his record. I think that was obviously a really uh, good job by Drew, and I think that was a really probably the, the high moment of the season. And, and then they give up 28 next week to defense, but the Saints do win. Then 34, then they really in a, in a defensive, I mean, one of their best defensive games, they give up 13, but then 27 again. Um, they only give up 17 the next week, but then 31, 23, 52. Then they bounce back with a zero effort, then 33, 
and 44. So team Griff gave up a ton of just, I mean, just awful, awful performances. And I mean, looking at these overall team stats, the defense was awful. I, I, I mean, it was it was one of the worst of all time. At the worst, it was statistically of all time. But other teams have beaten that now. Saints Saints have before and after in future years. But at the time, this was the worst defensive uh, yards performance ever, I believe. And they just gave up a ton of points. I mean, passing the de- the defense gave up almost forty seven hundred yards with thirty one passing touchdowns given up. Crazy amount. Eighteen rushing touchdowns given up. That's a lot of. It's just a lot of touchdowns. Forty nine touchdowns they gave up. I mean, you're just, these numbers are insane. Just how many yards and just all that stuff. I mean, giving up over 7,000 yards is never, never good. And again, it was, it was just a tough year for this defense. Really nothing went right. I think besides Cam Jordan, probably a little bright spot in that secondary with Malcolm Jenkins. But besides that, Curtis Lofton did have the most tackles. I mean, again, this defense, I mean, Roman Roman Harper didn't have a bad year with 115 tackles, but you just saw a lot of incompetence. I mean, you have, I mean, guys like Patrick Robinson just not having a good year. Obviously, Corey White had an all-time bad year. Yeah, just, I mean, your linebackers didn't play well as well. I mean, even though Kurt, Curtis Lovin did have a ton of tackles, just slower. Just, I mean, you compare it to now, not even, you can't even compare. At this point in his career... Jonathan Vilma got hurt by the injury bug. He's also just was slower at this point in his career. Same with David Hawthorne. Jonathan Gatsias. I mean, he played as well. And just, again, they had a tough year. I mean, even looking at some of these guys that got that got starts. Johnny Patrick. We don't even, these are no-namers that got some starts for the Saints team. And it's just, to me, I mean, very, it's, again, it's it kind of mind-blowing compared to where they are now. I mean, just a lot of guys. I mean, Raphael, Raphael Bush got starts as well for this Saints team, and it just was a bad year, I mean, um, Izab Dalkadus also got some starts, I mean, just a lot of guys that really should have been depth players that were starting, and you kind of had just, the, just, I mean, Saints had a tough time with that, and again, t- to me, this is why this is the Saints were the worst team here, is is because they had no Sean Payton, Sean Payton wasn't at the helm to really help them, I mean, really, it was Drew Brees and nothing else, Drew Brees was keeping him in games, Barely with his right arm. Yeah, he made mistakes because he had to do this. And again, that's kind of why, to me, the Saints are the low. That this is the lowest Saints team because they didn't have Sean Payton. They didn't have all those great plays. You didn't have your leader at the helm. And I do think that hurt the Saints a lot. I mean, a ton. So to me, it was this one was really a lot like Drew Brees and nothing else. When other years of me be like, okay, at least he had Sean Payton and at least he had these guys. To me, this year was like Drew Brees and that's it. I mean, Aaron Cromer was your coach. I mean for the first six games, and Joe Vitt comes back in 5-5. Five five. It just wasn't good. It was just really bad, and with no leader at the helm, this is kind of the type of results you're going to get, and that's kind of what happened to this Saints team. I mean, and the Saints got hurt by the bounty gate. They got hurt a lot by it, warranted or not. Another exception for another day, and we'll definitely have that, but again, this Saints team to me was just a victim of kind of the bounty gate, of not having Sean Payton, of having a defense that was just inept, and... Again, it hurt. And, and you kind of saw um, kind of like a little um, traces of this in 2011 of getting beat and stuff. But this this is much worse than what happened there. They didn't get the turnovers like they did the year before. Again, it just wasn't. I mean, it was just really tough in it. I mean, it warranted a lot of firings between these coordinators. And they ended up bringing, bringing in Rex Ryan. And it helps for a little bit, then hurts later. And I think that segments us well into our 13th best Saints team. Or second worst Saints team under the Drew Brees-Sean era. That's the 2014 Saints. This team, a lot different than the 2012 team. 
They do have champagne. They come into the into this season guns guns blazing. Coming in from last season, the Saints were really good, but they kind of tater, tatered off towards the end in 2013. Now 2014, they got some big players. You obviously signed Jarius Bird. You signed Brandon Brown. Are you getting all these players ready to go? And the Saints just have, I mean, a year to forget. I mean, it, the funny thing about this year and what I remember of it, Saints were in it for all the year. I mean, you had a lot of a, a lot of um, a lot of times during the season where the Saints were leading in the division or right on the knocking on the door. I mean, the Saints are going into that. They got a huge Monday night win, week 15, and they're going into that a game at home against Atlanta for the division, basically. If they win the next two games, they win the division. And you're sitting there at 6-8. and eight. I mean, you're like set. I mean, you think you're going to beat Atlanta at home. I mean, you lost them on the road, but it was, it was an OT, and it was a close game. It was week one of the season. And they just get blown out by Atlanta, and they end up winning against the, the Bucks. But that's just what happened in that year. It's just a year to forget. They got, you know, this just this year really hits down. The Saints got really trounced by a really physical division in the the AFC North. They lost to the Browns. They lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Bengals. They end up being the Steelers, but one three in a really physical division. Um, that's kind of just shows that this team just they they didn't have that physical. You know, you talk about these Saints, these 2017, days. To me, they got that physicalness. They got that. They got that attitude. They got that. That you know, they're gonna rip. The heart out of you. This team just didn't seem that. And yeah, on paper they they uh, they were good. And even the offense. I mean, they had a good year. I mean, Drew Brees um, almost threw for five thousand yards with forty nine fifty two yards, thirty three touchdowns, seventeen picks. I mean, not the worst. I mean, you're looking at his completion percentage sixty nine point two, which is very very good. I mean, he had a he had a solid season. You're looking at um you know you have Mark Ingram uh rushing the ball for almost thousand yards. That was really good. Uh, Brandon Cooks coming onto the scene in his rookie year, so that was good to see. Um, but you had no a thousand yard receivers, which was again pretty weird. Um, your your main receivers, you have Kenny Stills, almost hit a thousand with nine thirty one. Jimmy Graham only gets eight eighty nine, and then Colston and kind of now his career is kind of, I mean, two thousand fourteen was kind of his last year of good production where he almost had sixty catches, fifty nine catches, nine hundred yards, and five touchdowns. So to me. Again, it wasn't awful. I mean, this year, Ben Watson did get 20 catches. Yeah, I had two touchdowns, so it was kind of starting. 2015 was their big year um, with Watson because then Graham left. But this year was a lot of kind of both did did a good job. And then you also had Josh Hill as well. So, again, it was interesting. Um, it, it was an interesting offensive year. wasn't as good, I think. I, I think this was just like the start of like like the beginning of the end. Um, or the, actually the end of the end of that kind of era of the Saints and the Saints end up rebirthing themselves over. It took some time, but at the end, they end up with a whole kind of different team. And look, I mean, you're just not going to see these guys. Like the Pierre Thomases, the Marcus Colstons, the Jimmy Grams. I mean, you look at all these guys. The Robert Meacham, this was his last season. And it kind of just was like, this is it. And this is the end. I mean, even the defense. I mean, you're going to see these. Are, this is the last year of guys like, I mean, Corey White, obviously. But Raphael Bush, I mean... I mean, basically, you guys, I mean, you're Junior Gallet, who had a big year this year, but then after that, he completely falls off the face of the earth. And um, Patrick Robinson, this is going to be probably the end, this is the end of his run on the Saints. And just, like, guys like that, like, it's just like, this is the end. And, I mean, looking at the cornerbacks here, this is the end of Corey White era for the Saints, Raphael Bush, I mean, all these types of guys. I mean, you just don't see a lot of them. They do have Keenan Lewis to replace Jabari Greer, worked in 2013, did not work in 2014, had a really bad year. And it kind of just, like, the defense just wasn't very good. It was really bad. Just to me, at least that 2012 defense, it did have talent. This team didn't have a lot of talent. You had Cameron Jordan, 
who was very, very good. You had Junior Gallette, who ended up with 10 sacks, but this was his best year and only an anomaly. And he just fell off the face of the earth the year after. Saints ended up cutting him and all that stuff. We all know that. But what's very interesting about this team is, I mean, they just, to me, it's compared to that 2012 team, they didn't have that talent. And we thought they they did. We thought they did. Because you had Keenan Lewis, who was supposed to have a big year. Then you bring in, you have Kenny Vaccaro coming in his rookie season. He ended up having a pretty good season. I mean, he was kind of just moving around, didn't have the awful season. Jerry Bird has a complete mess of a season, only plays four games. I mean, hurt the rest of the year, had an awful year. I mean, supposed to come in and have a big year. He didn't. Again, you're going to have guys like, I mean, you have Terrence Frederick start some games. And, and just, I mean, you have in and out some guys starting. Uh, Jamarcus Stanford starts some games in the secondary for the Saints. I mean, a lot of in and out type guys. Um, and, again, it's just, it, it's a tough season. And you kind of get that they were supposed to be really good. And you could see why they were supposed to be really good. The offense was loaded. Um, the defense, I mean, they added guys on the offense. And then the defense... Again, you added a ton of guys. None of them were. It's out. That was kind of the problem here with this this defense. Your linebackers are still slow. And your main three linebackers of David Hawthorne, uh, Curtis Lofton, and Roman Humber, again, just they're not there. And it was an issue. And it was an issue. And you're looking at the team stats here, uh, as we always do. And you're not as bad as that 2012 when they only gave up, they only gave up 6,000 yards instead of 7,000 yards. That's That's good. I mean, but they still give up a ton of touchdowns where they give up uh, 43 touchdowns, which is a lot. Again, this team was, they were kind of just like, look, they were supposed to be really good, but you could completely see why they were 7-9. They were just banging on the door of being good, and they and they had some very close games and some bad, tough losses. I mean, that loss to Cleveland stands out as a bad loss, that loss. The first week of the season to Atlanta, like, the Saints could have easily started out 3-0, you get blown out against the Cowboys, but then you win one against the Bucks, and then kind of the season. I mean, you you do win a game against the Panthers, you do win a game against the Panther, the Packers. Excuse me. You look really good, and like you're four and four, you're looking hot, even though you've lost some games in the beginning of the season where you probably should have won. You're back to that four and four, and then you lose an OT to the 49ers at home. They needed that game, and then you get blown out back to back. They didn't get blown out against the Ravens, but you lose back to back games against NFC or AFC North teams. You get the win against the Steelers, finally, and then you just have a dud at home against the Panthers where you lose by 31, and that game was a mess. I remember that game was just like the Saints were just completely, you just saw that like they looked, they looked so out of, out of sorts. They looked like they had no identity. You would, they were just, I mean, definitely not coached well. They were not disciplined, and that's why I could see after the season why the Saints completely ripped it all up was because of that, because that game, and also the, the Falcons game as well. I mean, yes, you saw those rumors of hope. Then they beat the, the Bears on a Monday night game where they scored 31 in December in Chicago with a really nice a really nice win. And, again, it just wasn't... You, you saw the glimmers, but they never put it together, and that's why this team is second last. And, again, it's it was just disappointing. The season was disappointing. And, that, and that's kind of just what it was for the Saints. I mean, really, you're looking at the stats lines for really all these guys. No one really showed out. It was kind of just like that. Two thousand end of the two thousand thirteen season, the Saints were kind of just like not so good, and then they were. I mean, they end up winning a playoff game, and they got it out on the road, but then they lose to the fat to the Seahawks, and then you kind of see it's just waning, and then they had a really bad season. Again, a lot of people pick the Saints to go to the Super Bowl this year. It doesn't turn out the Saints' way, but again, I mean, just it just wasn't it just wasn't that solid offense that again or, or solid team. I really should say not just offense. The offense was good, and the offense wasn't the issue. The defense was the issue. Defense. Wasn't good at all. 31. I mean, they were 31 in the league by yards, 28 by points. You're looking at a, a top five worst defense in that league that year. 
But again, they're just a team. And you Rob Ryan, that coordinator, it just didn't work after a year because it was just too complex for these guys. You needed a simple system. And they saw it in 2015 where it didn't work again, and they finally fired him. Um, but the Saints needed a simple system. Dennis Allen finally comes in midway through. You just need a simple system in 2015, and that's what they get. So to me, that is, it is something that the Saints, that, that the Saints um, kind of get later, and you could see how the Saints started because this was kind of just a linchpin to a change. But the Saints tried one more year of bringing all the band back together, adding actually players to it, but it just doesn't work, and that's kind of what this narrative was for this 2000. 14 team and now our final team our 12th best team in the Drew Brees Champagne our third worst is gonna be the 2017 and this 2017 now this is kind of remind and this is kind of what we're doing these beginnings these beginning three they're, they're, these teams are supposed to be really good a lot of people pick this team to go to the Super Bowl same with that 2014 Saints team 2012 team was I mean they come off a great year but they had some other situations, but people still thought the Saints would be pretty good in 2012, even without their coach. But this 2017, now it's it's not awful. I mean, the offense again, it's it's good. It's it's just again, it's just another average team where your offense is top five. They were number fourth this year, and your defense is bottom five, which they were 26th. And to me, this just kind of showed who that 2006 team. They couldn't replicate the magic, if that kind of makes any sense. Like. The Saints were just, like, on, like, an emotional high of that year, and they just couldn't, like, get that back. Because it was a lot of the similar players on that team. And you obviously players come in and out, but a lot of the guys that kind of came on and had good seasons in 2006 were on the team in 2007. You have guys like, I mean, Devery Anderson's there. You have Lance Moore's there. You have Reggie Bush there. You have Pierre Thomas there. Um, You also have Marcus Colston there. I mean, you do have... I mean, some Marcus Wilson's a huge season with 98 catches, over 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns. How did he not make the Pro Bowl that year? It's beyond me again. But but it's like the Saints had the same guys in there. And even your defense, you have Scott Fujita, you have Roman Harper, you have Will Smith, you have um, Scott Shanley, you have all these guys. And you and you have um, Josh Bullock still on the team. You have me, you have Jason David, who we all know about him, and obviously not. And that, that was an issue with the Saints, which really their cornerbacks and stuff like that. Like Mike McKenzie, Jason David, Jason Kraft. Awful. I mean, probably just as bad as those 2012, 2014 teams. Um, really bad secondaries are kind of... I mean, when you look at these worst teams, what's the worst part about these defenses is the secondaries are just awful. But even, I mean, Charles Grant doesn't have really a big season. Will Smith only has seven sacks. I mean, just everything's like taken down a notch. And... To me, it was just, I mean, Osama Young's on the team, but just, I mean, doesn't produce as much. I mean, all these guys, you go down the list, the defense just didn't produce. Offense didn't produce, to me, as much either. I mean, not to the same effect. They were still the fourth-rated offense, but they weren't the top offense. And, I mean, even in points, I believe they were ninth. Ninth in points. So they were ninth, twelfth uh, in points. I'm sorry. They were twelfth in points. So it's just, to me, it was just a little less. I mean, Drew Brees, I mean, again, he's still kind of just, I mean, he had a good year. I mean, it's 28 touchdowns, but he did throw 18 picks. But he ends up with a 67.5 completion percentage. Again, he's 7-9. and nine, And to me, the Saints just had a hangover off of the year before. And it took them two years to get back to that grand scheme. And actually took a coaching change. And again, these... I mean, you're looking at the season. Like, they were supposed to be big. They get blown out the first game against the Colts. They end up losing... Getting blown out the next two weeks as well. They lose a close game against the Panthers. They finally win one on the road in Seattle. But again, they end up winning four in a row to get back to 4-4. Four and four, But then they lose to the Rams. A game they probably should have won at home. 
and then you lose another one against Houston, and now you're four and six. You end up winning, ends up sweeping the Panthers, but you're only five and six. You lose to the Bucks at home, where you probably needed that one to go back to six and six. They win at Atlanta, which is another really good win on Monday night. And then you actually get to seven and seven, which you're like, okay, like maybe we can actually do something with the season. And then you lose the final two weeks. And and it was just like you're knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, but you never could break through. Like this team never got over five hundred, but they were at five hundred twice. And that's kind of what the Saints, this Saints team, remind me of. It's like it was kind of just like it was like last year's team. Like like you just showed how much. It's just like they had an extra motion, they had an extra energy that 2016 that this team didn't have. And even though there were a lot of the same players, that was kind of the issue uh, for this year's Saints. And again, I, I do think that when you're looking at, when you're comparing Saints teams and you're carrying this 2017 to like other teams that are maybe a little higher, just like barely higher, I do think it's because they had more talent on this team and didn't, and didn't produce when you're looking at some other teams that didn't have as much talent. But at least like... These players, I mean, you're just like changing and you're looking at those 2015 teams, 2016 teams, 20, uh, 2008 teams, which are going to be, even though they're losing seasons, they are higher on the list just because like, even though they had less talent, I mean, even though, yeah, they had less talent, they were able to do a little more with that compared to teams like this 2017, 2014, team, 2012 team where they had the talent. It was just really disappointing. A lot of good players that didn't play well, a lot of, disappoint- a lot of disappointments. And that's, I think was kind of the biggest reason of these three Saints teams but this is probably the only when you're looking at all these years this is probably the only year where we're gonna be fully I think the next one is the last one next three threes when you look when you kind of split in threes I think this is the last three the uh, division by three where um it's all negative and just a lot of bad teams to talk about but Again, the Saints did in these three years. I mean, they were a great offensive team. They just never put it together a defense. I mean, you're looking at your fancy football, you'd always try to get the Saints players because they had great offense. Defense wasn't there. But again, that's kind of where I stand. And that's why these three teams are the worst. Not only was the, the teams, I mean, they completely, I mean, seven and nine teams, not very good, mediocre, but they also underperformed. I mean, they were supposed to be good teams. They had the talent. They just weren't there. But that's just kind of what my uh, opinion is. Um, I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata, and you also can follow the podcast on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. Also, you can listen to your podcast, this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. So that means iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, all that fun stuff. We are on there, and definitely check us out on there. Also, I do right for 12 up i just started a few weeks ago so if you guys want to read some saints articles some nfl articles some other sports articles definitely check me out on there i've been posting them on twitter so like any saints related article i've been just posting them on the who discussion uh twitter and then also uh, on my personal twitter and any kind of like big nfl um i'm also posting on my personal account as well or anything like baseball i'm a big mets fan so i took anything about the mets anything about the knicks i'm also a big knicks fan so anything about that we're on there as well but we're doing a, i'm doing a lot of content on there which I'm really happy about, and I really hope you guys are enjoying it. It seems like you have been. We have, we've had some nice conversations off of. I wrote a few off of those articles. I wrote a few pieces on Alvin Kamara. I hope you guys enjoyed those. Um, just wrote one on kind of Drew Brees and his like his you know locker room and how he's now he's a freestyler supposedly according to Cam Jordan. And those are just really fun. And I'm going to be continuing to write uh, some of those stuff. So um, I can't wait uh, to continue that and share them with you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy all that fun stuff i also hope you guys enjoyed this segment here about the teams and definitely uh, tweet me you know direct message me do all that fun stuff um about these teams what do you guys think do you think these three teams are the worst three 
or do you think some teams are worse? Definitely give me your comments in Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff, even below in the podcast comments as well. Um, but I think with all that said, we are going to wrap this up. So thank you, run it back, and who dat?